Hello, and welcome to Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast, episode number 39. I'm Michael M. Patty. And I'm Robert Wright Stasco. And today we are discussing the cinema classic God's Not Dead, and in TV Corner, the Oxygen Show, Preachers of L.A. Not real Preachers of L.A., like I keep wanting to say. The word real is not in the title of this show. Yes, I heard rumors it might be canceled. They have another preacher show on there now. The Preachers of Detroit. So, interesting uh, we'll because see. because the episode I saw took place almost entirely in Detroit. So that's <laughs> that's interesting. More on that later. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get to that. Robert, why don't you give a, a summary of of God's Not Dead, and we'll we'll discuss exactly how I felt about it after. That. <laughs> All right, uh, God's Not Dead is a movie starring Kevin Sorbo mainly. It also has of the adventures of Superman, Lois and Clark fame, Dean Cain, but he's only a minor character. Uh, Shane Harper plays a character named Josh Wheaton, who goes to college and takes a, a class from Kevin Sorbo's character, Professor Radisson. A, a philosophy class. A philosophy class. And uh, Kevin Sorbo says, well, before we get started... Let's just get this out of the way because we can't proceed with philosophy until we all agree that God is dead. Of course, this is just a metaphorical uh, saying because, you know, God's not real. We don't believe he exists. But if you write this, then we'll all come to an understanding we can move on. Well, Josh Wheaton, he says, well, I'm not going to do that. And he says, fine, you can debate with me in a series of uh, three debates whether or not God exists. And uh, if you lose, then you fail my class. So Josh sets out to challenge his professor in these debates, uh, much to the chagrin of his girlfriend, who just wants him to pass, get a good job, so they could lead a comfortable life together. And there's about five or six subplots that are happening at the same time. There's a pastor and his friend from Africa who are trying to go to Disneyland, right? Somewhere. somewhere. On vacation. Yeah, and the car keeps breaking down and they can't make it. Um, there's uh, Kevin Sorbo's wife, who was a former pupil of his who married him, and she's having a crisis of faith. Dean Kane plays her brother, and he doesn't. their mom has dementia, and in the meantime, he doesn't want anything to do with his mom. And then his girlfriend, who is a attack reporter for a publication called The New Left, <laughs> finds out she has cancer and is even less willing to accept God after that. And then Dean Cain dumps her. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to spoil the bejesus out of this movie. <laughs> and uh, You'll thank us. Yeah. So, yeah, there's all these subplots. And then the guy from Duck Dynasty shows up. He gets ambushed, interviewed by this uh, reporter, and it just just it seems like all these random things happen. Yeah. But then there's there's a movie called Playing by Heart that has John Stewart, Gillian Anderson, Sean Connery, yeah. uh, Angelina Jolie that kind of plays on the the interconnected story thing, and it does it much better yeah. than this movie. Yeah, Crash was a Academy and, Award and winner Crash. who did yes. the same thing, but it. It did it slightly better than this, yeah. and I think that was the movie that they were trying to pattern yeah. uh, this this yeah. movie after. More like Trainwreck. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it it didn't it didn't go so well. 
because the the pastor and his friend who are trying to leave the scene turns out um, Kevin Sorbo loses his uh, little debate with with uh, Josh Wheaton that character, and uh, because he says, "Well, why are you angry at God?" and he says, "Because." My he, mother died of cancer. He took so much away from me. And he's like, well, how can you be mad at somebody who doesn't exist? Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, all right, can we can we lay into this movie now? Have we yeah. explained it enough? Well, no, there's there's the final bit, the uh, deus ex machina. Oh, okay. Where, Literally. Uh, <laughs> yes, where, uh, where Kevin Sorbo is chasing after his girlfriend who decided to go to the... Newsboys concert where the where everybody else in the movie is yeah the re- the reporter is trying to ambush them but then they share the gospel with her and she has hope you know with her cancer after her jerk boyfriend dumped her and um, so Kevin Sorbo's wife is headed to the concert and he gets hit by a car flies up in the air and lands on the middle of the street. Uh, just when the preacher's car happens to start up and they go and find him and they share the gospel with him and he accepts Jesus moments before he uh, passes into the great beyond. And that's the end of your movie. Yeah. And the other people meet up at the concert. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm and fine. everybody's happy that he's dead. He's I... lying there in the middle of the street and the, the pastor's friend is like, this is a great moment. Literally. I'm I'm not even joking. That's it, it. It's maybe not word for word, but he's more happy that the guy converted than upset that there's a bloody corpse lying in the middle of the road at his feet. Yeah, I'm not joking. That's the kind of movie this is. Uh, I think the word we would use is proselytizing. <laughs> oh, that's a nicer word than. <laughs> all right, let me let me start at the beginning. I'm going to lay out all my beefs with this movie. You go for it. Okay, at the very beginning, first of all, let's start with the character's name. I believe, <laughs> and I have I have no evidence to support this, the character's name is Josh Wheaton. Yes. I can't help but think this is a slight at documented atheist Josh Wheaton. I can't prove it. That's just the first thing I thought of when they said it. Yeah, it's it's close enough. I, I think I had to rewind it too, and it's like, is his name Josh Whedon? <laughs> but we have documented proof on our show that Josh Whedon is not one of those atheists who like is very antagonistic towards religion and tries to do everything no. he can. He is actually sympathetic towards it. I mean, look at uh, the characters of uh, Shepherd Book. And it, and all the things that uh, yeah. how we much, talked about in our Firefly yeah. episode yeah. Look at that how we much, thought was good. Look at how much religion Joss Whedon has put into his shows. Any yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, second, Kevin Sorbo teaches a philosophy class. But the kids go in there on the first day and have to not debate the existence of God. What kind of philosophy class is that? Yeah. All right. So, like, so much of philosophy is based out of uh, yeah, Christian. Like, the, I've I've never taken like, a philosophy class. However, I was under the impression it was about the nature of existence. Yeah. And if you're not going to debate God, I don't. I honestly don't know what else you would talk about in a philosophy class for twelve weeks or however long 
a college tournament yeah. is nowadays. Because you have to take everything metaphysical off the table, and that that's almost the entire dwelling place of philosophy. Yeah, Plato and Aristotle have their ideas about uh, dualism and the body versus spirit. The whole thing with the cave and our perception of reality and all that. Then you have uh, Hegel, who is based out of a lot of Christian philosophy. So you even know more about this than I do. I, I took I took an intro to philosophy course okay. when I was at Baldwin Wallace. So all right, my facts might not be totally kosher, but <laughs> <laughs> it's been twenty years since VW. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, it wasn't anything we debated. It was like studying, okay, this is what right. this philosopher said. Of course. And how he related to God. And, you know. And if you're going to take away every philosopher who yeah. ever said anything about God. Yeah. And, you know, Nietzsche talked about God a lot. And he said, he said, God is dead. But he, he wasn't saying that because he was like, oh, God is dead. Ha, ha, ha. He was mourning it because, well,. Our Enlightenment ideals have sort of killed that idea of God and what's going to happen to our morality without the idea of a God who's looking over us and judging us. He's saying he didn't think that was a good thing. And I I have listened to a lot of my philosophy major friends go on and on and on about this. So I, that I know for sure. <laughs> All right. Next, I, I think third. When he's laying out the, you know, we're going to sign a paper that says God's not dead, he, he mentions that atheism is the only way to be and agnosticism is a weak position. No, it's not. You're just saying that because you have to be the mustache-twirling bad guy in the movie, <laughs> and th they're making atheists the villain. And by yeah. by saying agnosticism is weak, it's like... They're not, they're not going to debate that. As an agnostic who admits there might be a God, I don't know. There might be something else. I don't know. I, I, f I find their dismissal of a large subset of the population's belief dismissive. I kind of want to put them on trial and say agnosticism's <laughs> not dead. Oh boy! I, I just there's so much, so much in this movie is was insulting to me. The the acting, the caricatures, the if you're not with us, you're against us attitude that was presented. It, it, um, on on which side, the Christian side the, or the, the atheist? The side? The Christian side. Okay. And the atheist side because it was so poorly done. It was pretty by black a Christian. And it was yeah. pretty much black and white. Yeah, and finally, uh, uh, we'll we'll I have I have more, but this is all I'm going to list right now. The rest will come out in in discussion. There's this myth perpetuated in this movie, and they even go so far as to list in the credits at the end court cases where. People have taken colleges to court because they feel their faith is threatened. I gotta tell you, in the real world, no one is threatening Christianity. Alright? That is a myth. Well, let's say no one's threatening Christianity in America. Yes. Yes. Let, let's... In America. <laughs> yes. In, in the United States, Christianity is alive and well and selling strawberries at the corner market. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, the, we, the we only could... people who think Christianity is being threatened 
are Christians who realized not everyone else is a Christian. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's okay. It's okay if you're Kevin Sorbo and don't believe in God, it's not okay to tell your whole class to sign a paper that says God is dead. That's yeah. in a philosophy class. That's not that's not cool. Yeah. But that was a device for the movie. That was a MacGuffin. I don't believe that really happens. And even if it does, it's just college and it doesn't matter. It's not the real world. In the real world, you've got mega churches. You've got churches so big they have to show the preacher on TV because not everybody can see him. And they're all Christian. All those mega churches are Christian. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a debate as to whether that's really good. Like how, how like, well, how deep are the faith of the people go to the mega churches? Do they yeah. just go to Sunday and then live their lives like they did before? As Christians, we're supposed to look different. We're supposed to sound different. We're supposed to be different in our attitude. But we're under a lot of pressure to be like, we go to church on Sunday and you keep it there. Why don't we want to do that? Just impose a set of arbitrary rules on our lives and then get mad at everybody else because they don't follow these rules if there's no flavor to that like christ said what good is salt if it loses its saltiness you know you are the salt of the earth be the flavor be the thing that's different bring life to the world and he goes on to say you're the light of the world don't hide your light under a bushel let it shine it's it's one of those things where for, uh, this movie. this movie's trying to 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 be an example of that, and um, yeah, for a movie uh, that was trying to be an example of Christi- good Christianity, it, it really came off as mean and insulting. And yeah, you know the reporter, you know, you mean you kill those ducks from from the new left? Yeah, like like all liberals are Christian hating hate mongers. Yeah. And, Oh. There was this article I saw in the Onion, like when uh, Obama was running, and it was uh, we're gonna drink the blood of our unborn children, and <laughs> as we uh, pray to Satan, and you know, it was mocking the, uh, the you know the the tone that a lot of uh, conservative publications take when <laughs> discussing politics, and mm. yeah, it, it, this this movie had a little bit of that bite in it, you know, yeah. and. Uh, there, you know, there are people who are that extreme. Oh, I but, know. But nobody really listens to them, and if they do, man, you need some, you need some more help. They need Jesus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The, the The problem that I had with this movie was they only had a, enough a plot for about half an hour. And they had to fill up the another hour of this movie with four different subplots. Yeah. I, I argue that the format wasn't the problem, but the execution. Yeah, I I, it, I have seen it done and done better. Yeah. And well I don't think I don't think this format is right. And on the DVD that I saw, there was an ad for another movie that's coming out either this year or next yeah. with um, the same with a lot of the same uh background actors and the same format, it's like six stories all interconnected, and it's yeah. like, please. I'd like to interject here. First, the trailers were unskippable. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> and second, I just saw on IMDb, this is now on Amazon Prime, so I checked it out of the library for nothing. Oh. Uh, well, at least he didn't pay at for least, it. At least, oh, yeah. 
At least I didn't pay for it. I think I rented I have, it from Redbox. <laughs> I, I have I have paid for very few Checking the Gate movies. We got yeah. Frozen from Redbox. But your daughter enjoyed that. Yeah, and, and we have since uh, got it on digital. And we do not have Frozen on disc. It's weird. It's it's weird not to be buying DVDs, but I know. we still do. I, I saw another article that uh, in the music world that uh, subscription streaming yeah. services have they made more money than actual CD sales yeah, this year as for the it, first time as it should be. You know what's awesome? The Google Play music subscription service. They had a special three months for three dollars. Anything they sell. You can listen to huh. all the way through, even on your phone. Well, see, I have uh, Amazon Prime, and there's only certain things that, yeah, are, that you can get free. Yeah, it's so, in Tammy's name, so I can't, I so, can't do that. Yeah, so, I don't know. So, well, so it's nine ninety nine a month, though. Yeah, and I think God's Not Dead also popped up on Netflix, too. So I haven't seen it on Netflix. I cannot uh, verify I, that. I think I did. I think this is a recent edition. So. Of course it is. But it took us forever to record this episode, so it yeah. came out after the fact. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of behind the scenes drama. Yeah. Yeah. For for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh anyways, uh, we well we didn't go too far down the rabbit hole this no. time. No. So, yeah, m- my problem with the movie is uh, I felt it was really proselytizing. It was preaching to the choir and the only I, people I think, who will enjoy this movie are Christians already. Yeah, I, th- I, 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 I like the debate part. That yeah. I enjoyed. They even gave a special credit at the beginning, in the opening credits, to the person who wrote the debate. Yeah, th- this was this actually happened in a class. I'm not sure if it was the setup was the professor gets a kid, or if it was like a project, or if you know it it unfolded the way it did in the movie. But I, I didn't like all the extra stuff that they added in there. The the you know the acting was wooden. Dean Kane really phoned it in. Kevin Sorbo. Well, I let me interrupt you. I used to watch Lois and Clark. Like I loved it when it was on when I was fifteen or whatever. Nowadays, whenever Terry Hatcher or Dean Kane are in something, I know to watch out because it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I was yeah. not disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I I got exactly what I expected. Yeah. Okay. I tell you what though, Dean Kane and Kevin Sorbo for being 90s action stars still look good. They yeah. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo's maybe not as built anymore, but I mean, you know. Yeah, well, you do all that working out. It's, yeah. it stays with you, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, Superman and Hercules are still looking pretty good. And and Kevin Sorbo, what he did with the part, I think he did all he could with it. Oh yeah, he's the it, best it, actor in the movie. Yeah, it was it was a flat character, but he he tried to add some nuance and stuff to it. And there there was a couple of scenes where I was like, that was pretty intense, you know. I thought it was, but there's so many other people who are like, uh, we talked about the the Sunday yeah. school acting. Yeah, you know they they were. They were pretty wooden. Yeah. They were uninteresting. You come on the scene, you're like, okay, when's Kevin Sorbo coming back? Yeah. You know, is he going to bring a sword? <laughs> Spoiler alert. No. No. But, yeah, I, I, I really felt like this one was preaching to the choir. It was made for Christians who want to go to the movie theater and, and don't want to see Fifty Shades of Grey. And feel better about themselves. Yeah, well, it, it's... From what I understand, nobody should want to see Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> whether whether or not, I'm not judging, 
whether or not you're into that, I heard it wasn't a very good movie. Yeah. My yeah. sister saw it. One of our friends saw it. I don't know if she took her husband. I didn't ask. Yeah. Um, there, there's so much wrong there. Maybe that's a discussion for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, No. No. <laughs> we won't go there. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got an idea. Let's watch it together and then record. No. We'll never be able to record another one of these. We'll feel so dirty. We'll do we'll do a, a live commentary. It's like, oh my god, they can stop. Um, yeah, that's that. I don't know, dude. I'm actually kind of enjoying this. This, this Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. I heard that. I heard that, and then she changed it to make it original and self-published it, and then it took off. Yeah, it's like. Mm. Nothing good comes out of Twilight, so let's just just not go there. Um, anyway, where was I? Hercules. Twilight. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this is this was made for, like you said before, in my essay on Christ exploitation. This movie was made specifically for a certain demographic of people catering to their most conservative values. And only to them. This is not a, a movie that a Christian can take. Maybe, like, if I wanted to share some of my faith with Mike, and I said, come on, let's go see a movie, this would not be a movie I would take him to. Because, as he is now, he would be very offended by yes. it. And because it's, it's saying that atheists are bad, that agnostics are not worth anything. And, you know, these are the people that we should be caring for and trying to reach. It not or not, or not even, yeah. <laughs> Just saying that's an option too. <laughs> but Christ gives us the the command, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're supposed to be sharing our faith, sharing the. You know, Paul says, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel." This is good news we're telling people, but we do it in such a way that it sounds like bad news. Like, oh no, you gotta change everything about yourself before you know Jesus. Like uh, the movie October Baby, which is uh, anti-abortion. Um, there's the the movie uh, Fireproof, which was oh god. <laughs> I uh, it, it was supposed to be yeah. it was supposed to be a, a pro-marriage movie, and it just listen was listen awful all listen around. to our episode about Fireproof. Yeah. I dare say God's Not Dead is better than Fireproof. Yeah, and it this one I I still. I enjoyed parts of it. I didn't. I don't think I enjoyed any part of Fireproof. I have the, to go the, back and listen to my. The rest. Really the rescue know. scenes were pretty good, but that was about it. Like the, the forced perspective train shot where the guy <laughs> got run over by the train. It was. I was like, oh, that was almost clever special effects. Anyways, uh, this one, I, like I said, I enjoyed the debate scenes. There was some good apologetics there, but the rest was just. My pastor told me, you know, you're not going to bring anyone to Christ by arguing with them. It's by being an example, by showing love to them, by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And this this movie doesn't do that. It's yeah. it's made for Christians to get their eight bucks at the movie theater. Yeah. So, and get them to spend another, you know, 50 on popcorn and pop and... Breakfast you know. of champions. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. Uh, so, Mike, I dare say... Uh, what is your final judgment on God's Not Dead? The filmmakers need to get over themselves. Yeah. Uh, my final judgment is, please, 
make movies that share the good news. I I have an anecdote. I I was gonna I was gonna use your catchphrase. Oh please, by all means, because I refuse to. It's an <laughs> it's an insult. It's an insult to Peter Gabriel and Backyard Tools. Please make a movie that shares the gospel that people who are not Christian could come and say, you know what, I might consider this, and not beat you over the head with it like a sledgehammer. I, I thought of this while Robert was saying that. A good movie should make you interested in its subject matter no matter what. For example, I don't like boxing. Two, two sweaty guys hitting each other. I, I, for, for 30 seconds and it's over. I don't get it. Yeah. I can sit through Rocky. Rocky's a great movie. Yeah. You know? Raging Bull. I haven't seen Raging Bull. I hear it's fantastic. Yeah. This movie, no, no. It just, it told me I was wrong, and, okay, that's, I'm done, I'm uh, done. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our TV corner. Our TV corner. Today's TV Corner, we're talking about the... The the aptly named Preachers of L.A., and I say that because the episode that I watched, which I I think was the last one of the most recent season, I'm not sure. No, it was in the the middle. Okay, I I got it. Let me look at IMDb here. While Robert looks that up, the one I saw featured no preaching and very little L.A., it was about one of the one of the cast of preachers, and and I say cast without a trace of irony, ends up trying to reconnect with his birth family, flying back to Detroit to bring his birth family and his adopted family together. Typical reality show drama ensues. Yeah, that was episode six, Sins of the Father. Okay. Um, Dietrich journeys to Detroit to uncover the hard truth about his biological father. And Bishop McClendon's son prompts him to reflect on his own messy childhood. And Lady Levette faces a daunting task that tests her skills, faith, and patience. So that's the one that you saw. Probably. That sounds right. I saw a lot of the ones before that. And then like, I, I cut my, my cable cord. I saw most of the first season. There's like eight episodes there. Fourteen in the second season. And I saw the last one. The, the episode that... They reveal this uh, event that they were building up to preach L.A. Uh, where, with a capital R, like they're trying to reach L.A. It's very... I get it. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of like the issues and the drama between the, uh, between the pastors, how their personality clashes, uh, were, were, a lot of that was resolved <laughs> in this final episode. So Yeah resolved with air quotes. <laughs> I think I think they worked through some of it. Like it was never there to begin with. Well, come on. Well, so you think this is like a I think the show has writers. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it has preachers who want to be on camera. So, yeah, I'll pretend I got a beef with this other guy. <laughs> I always wonder in these shows like what 
like the that one, The Hills, another California reality show. They, Hills. I think, in the last episode, they they kind of hinted at like, yeah, this whole thing was fake. Uh, I don't, I don't believe for a second. I mean, I, I, I felt while I was watching this, like it ended up playing without commercials because I watched it on the website. Yeah, and it could have been like a half hour show. I, I start playing it. It's like this is forty five minutes long. Yeah, it's what the heck? He's gonna he's gonna fly back to Detroit, and they're gonna meet up with his half brother and half sister, and then have dinner with his with the family that raised him. Okay, why is this an hour? Because they gotta pretend everybody's mad about it. <laughs> I don't believe for a second there were as many hurt feelings and people worrying about stepping on everybody's toes and. The music that was playing to make it sound ominous, like, uh-oh, she doesn't like that idea. Boom, boom. You know, it it was so manufactured. It, it was done in editing. Yes. <laughs> they fixed it in post. It they, felt they padded. They it up. It felt padded. And there was, there was, I kept waiting for him to, you know, be a preacher in Detroit. You know, his, his adopted dad was a, a preacher. Yeah. And I kept waiting for he'd had a heart attack. I kept waiting for like the the guy to step in and do some preaching on the show. Yeah. Never happened. It was all about his family. And I I, I guess that, go ahead and you were telling me about the backstory that this guy had. Tell yeah, me. he this is Dietrich Haddon. 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 He was a prominent worship leader, gospel artist. He got married young, and he explains all this on the show in one of the like talking head interviews that they have. And he met his uh, current wife, Dominique, and fell in love with her. She got pregnant, so he had to divorce his first wife. And this, of course, caused a scandal, as it would. So he had to, you know, really do some soul searching, uh, ask for forgiveness, and you know, set things right so he could continue being a, a worship leader. And um, there's an episode where he helps someone else through this in the second season, uh, episode 10. He reaches out to another gospel artist about after hearing about his fall from grace. May so, I interrupt for a second? What is a gospel artist? Um, uh, gospel music. They, oh, oh, like a record, like a singer, like yeah, a musician. Okay. Yeah, like you know, gospel recording artist. I should say it, it's it's not like people who paint. No. Velvet Elvises. <laughs> no. <laughs> Velvet Jesuses. <laughs> yes, did I say Elvis? Yeah. Sorry. I just, I'm so used to see. I don't know which is tackier. <laughs> but, yeah, gospel recording artist. And uh, there, there's that aspect of, you know, trying to be a star and also trying to be a preacher. And sometimes... I mean, as evident by the way these guys mug for the camera, <laughs> you, you know, there oh, there know, was much mugging for the camera. They, they're they're not ashamed to be famous. You know, they have big churches, and I think they want to make them bigger. And you know, all these guys, they have nice houses, nice cars. They don't have the problems I have in trying to pay my mortgage. <laughs> Um, they I'm sorry, are, I should, I'm not laughing at your problems. Uh, I'm I, laughing at your phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one I like the best is Jay Haslip, because they show him like going out in the street and helping people deal with addictions, because that's one of the things that he dealt with, and really Jesus Christ rescued him out of that. 
And so he's sharing the gospel with people on the street so Jesus can help rescue them out of that situation. So there's some preaching there. But a lot of times what they'll do is they'll montage their preaching. They'll have like a soundbite from a, a sermon. You know, these guys might be preaching for 20, 30, 60 minutes. You never know. Uh, and they give you like that one soundbite. It, <laughs> it, it's like uh, if they, you know, sound did a soundbite on Jesus, you know, after, you know, you're feeding the 5,000 and, or, and then he feeds the 4,000 and he's, he says, uh, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And then they cut to they something cut else. To, they cut to Peter like, man, I knew I should have brought, you know, a little bit more, but that's on me. Thank God Jesus was there. I know. Literally. <laughs> what would that that would be preachers of preachers of Judea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have you know so me and Jesus, we're gonna go do some fishing, right? Little do I know, because it's thirty AD and we don't have the internet, there's a storm coming. <laughs> and then then they, they cut to some stock footage of, of a storm. And we're out on the boat and the storm comes up and we're rocking back and forth, and from the shore, you get the camera view of the boat with everybody inside, yeah. and and then they, they, they cut to people on shore going, oh my god, are they going to be okay? <laughs> Jesus comes on, I wasn't worried. I just got out and walked, and everything was fine. I thought I saw a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> I look out, and there's Jesus. He's saying, "Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. These waves are crashing. We're gonna sink." I've told my disciples time and again, they have nothing to fear, and they have yet to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> Man, you nailed it. Oh boy, but yeah, this this fall on oxygen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a co-venture with. Uh... With Mark Burnett, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 they got kicked off a of History Channel. Now they're they're coming to the Oxygen Network. They were on a, they were on like every channel with that, weren't they? Well, uh, uh, this Easter AD is going to be on, on NBC. NBC. I know. Yeah. Uh, Are we doing that? I think we kind of have to. I we did the first part. Yeah, I'm afraid you're going to say that. <laughs> All right, not live though. When it's on. When yeah. it's on disc or yeah. streaming. <laughs> Let's wait for streaming. It'll be on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Hulu does that sort of thing. So this one. Yeah, if it's on NBC, it probably will be on Hulu. Yeah. But I I like the way they show these guys resolving their problems, like um, like uh, Bishop Gibson. Yeah, I will say that. Ron it, is, Gibson. it does end up being positive. Yeah, he, he was after one of the other preachers. His name was uh, Noel Jones. And he's had a friendship with another woman. I believe her name was Loretta. She was doing all the functions that a first lady does, uh, you know, organizing events, helping out with stuff. Helping first with lady the of the church. Of the church, yeah. Yeah, that's what they, it, like the pastor's wife in, is called a first lady. In my church, we just call it a pastor's wife. But <laughs> I, I've never heard called first lady other than on oxygen. So. Yeah, uh, is uh, that a thing in mega churches, or did they make that? Uh, up for the I show? think this is a, a thing in African American churches. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, because um, there, there's like the big 
uh, Church of God on Arlington Road here in Akron. They they actually have a female pastor now, but she took over for the guy. He'd, he'd been like 35 or 40 years, been pastor there, and, and then retired. Robert, so, ladies can't be pastors because Jesus wasn't a lady. That's uh, what the Catholic Church says. Well, there's there's stuff in, in uh, Timothy where it says, uh, you know, women shouldn't be teaching men, and that's uh, kind of the proof text for that. There's a lot of denominations like uh, like Lutherans and Presbyterians who allow female pastors, but in, in the denomination I, that I belong to, they look at that verse and say, women can't be pastors. So, and that's I and a lot of these, um, uh, you know, gospel flavored churches say, you know, it's the same sort of thing. The first lady, she's probably just as important doing ministry as the actual pastor is, but they're not given that title, so they're given the honorary first lady because they do so much or they are the first lady of the church so okay so i was just making a snarky comment but, but <laughs> thank you for giving some actual information and yeah the, the the episode will not just be me making fun of the subject matter yeah well one of one of my uh professors um dr susan dixon was um she was a, a pastor and taught me so much and She's very knowledgeable, a very uh, God-led person. So it's some of the things that are in the New Testament are, are cultural. There's a lot of hard sayings that Paul talks about, like women shouldn't have their hair down, they should have their head covered, things like this. And it's it was he's probably talking about something specifically cultural to ancient, you know, first century, uh, yeah. you know, Roman Empire kind of things and you know our culture is totally totally different as it should be yeah and you know same thing with uh, things in leviticus it was a lot of the things that god were commanding the israelites to do and I, I think i've discussed this before was to be culturally different than what was going on in the rest of the canaan and judea in that area so don't have clothes that are two different kinds of fabric you know yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't we ignore that but then we we pay really close attention to other things like don't get a tattoo you know yeah or you know you can't it, it's weird things like that we're, we're picking and choosing and it's uh Wait, and are you saying arbitrarily are you saying religious zealots are arbitrary <laughs> <laughs> sorry i did it again Hey, we're we're all human and we make mistakes, you know, and uh, we have bad judgment. That's why we need God and the Holy Spirit to help us read his word and understand it. And um, also we need to do research and we have to know our theology so we can know our Bible. And conversely, we need to know our Bible so we can do theology. (laughs) Just not all of the specific nitpicky things in the Bible. More of a big picture. Kind of I know I'm a big picture kind of guy, but so Good. Good or right me. now in my training, as I'm delving into those details and how do you reconcile this with that, and you know memorizing the Bible verses, so that's that's where I am on my journey, and uh, it and it's interesting uh, on this show to see how these guys are developing on their journey because of you know the clash that Noel Jones had with Ron Gibson. And at at the very last episode, actually, actually, I think it was the episode, bef- the penultimate episode. Uh, Rob Gibson apologized, and had gone on to say, you know, there's things that there's pride that I need to work on. Uh, and you know, I before I can go accusing other people, I need to fix myself, which was 
very insightful and very mature. And what were something they? you would expect from a, a bishop, a, a pastor of a major church. What so. were they mad at each other over? What do two rich he, pastors have to be was, upset with each other over? Gibson was accusing uh, Jones and his friend of having an inappropriate relationship. He didn't know anything. He was just assuming. Was and he correct? I. They didn't say they anything didn't either say. way. Okay. They didn't say. But, um, but that's besides the point was he was accusing without really listening to them. And he did take the time to sit down and listen to what, like, when you said this to me, it made me feel like this. And he said, I apologize for making you feel like that. You know, I have I'm, I have my convictions and I'm going to stick to them, but I'm not going to I'm not going to be that mean to you about it anymore. And it was lesson that the makers of God's not dead could. Yeah. Could take in. Yeah. They they showed people really acting out their faith and acting out the Christian and showing the Holy Spirit working through them. So and and working in them, which I don't know, you didn't get that from the movie. But the show, you, they give you, they give you a little taste of that, but not enough because, like you said, they're building up the drama and hyping yeah. that up and getting that dun dun dun, and they do that like the stinger, like coming up, <laughs> and they do it like three or four times, and they, yeah. you know, it really is a half hour show, but. You know, 15 minutes of it is you've seen it like five or six times yeah. because they keep they, they show it to you at the preview yeah. and then the, like the at every commercial shots. break. Yeah. Yeah. The, the quick zoom ins, the the, <laughs> yeah. the surprised faces, yeah. the <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm making I'm making a, a reality <laughs> show face that's completely lost on the view, on the listeners, but it's making Robert laugh. And that's all I care about. Yeah. So there there's people trying to make TV, and it, it kind of doesn't work with people trying to do ministry. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. I think it, it works in parts, but it, it doesn't make for really compelling, great television. No. Unle- unless you're interested in how the drama is going to work out. I'm, I wanted to see the ministry. I wanted to see people saying, hey, my, this changed my life. But it's all about the drama of yeah. the preachers. So, yeah. uh, but at least they're true in their advertising. It's about the preachers of LA. Yeah, better this than another Jersey Shore. Yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Okay, what's your final judgment on the preachers of LA? Uh, it was there. <laughs> not enough preaching. Not enough preaching. No. That's, that's did what not I felt. did not get what it said on the tin. <laughs> Like uh, Yako Warner would say, "Dever than advertised." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was really dumber than advertised. I, I I would have liked to see more of the ministry of the preachers of L.A. rather than the drama in their personal life. So, of all the people in L.A. that could use a mega church, or is that who they're ministering to? Yeah, yeah, because the, okay. they do show them. They go out in the neighborhoods. They okay, they see do that. things. They yeah. they don't just sit in their church and like, well, if you build it, they will come, kind of thing. <laughs> That's how what we like to do in the Midwest. We like to build a church and like, all right. Doors are open. Come on in. Usually that works, though. Be honest. Not so much anymore. Not anymore? No, not anymore. There's a lot of uh, empty churches. I've seen quite a few. In fact, I, well, I posted but, one to my Instagram feed uh, of a church on sale. Um, oh, we should buy it. Uh, that's what I put down. It's like, let's. 
I'm not on Instagram. I didn't see this. <laughs> yeah. I'll show it to you later, but All right. Uh, maybe I'll repost it to the uh the Twitter. Uh, yeah. All right. So I think that does it for our episode this yeah. this month. This couple of months because we're behind. Yeah. You know, life happens. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Checking the gate is not our job. Yeah, send us some money. Yeah. Let's maybe we should do a, a Patreon. And then that way we could do we could do checking the gate weekly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I did put something on our website. Uh, my son and I are going on a mission trip to Costa Rica again this summer, and we need to raise five thousand dollars to cover the expenses and stuff. So if you want to uh, give a tax deductible contribution to our uh, mission trip, you can just click on the link. Uh, it goes to a pure charity. That was tax deductible. Yeah. Uh, I. Should have gave you a receipt. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Oh well. Uh, well, if if you if you want to help us go again this year, I'll, not really. I'll, I'll give you a receipt. Well, you get one from <laughs> from Pure Charity. We go through a third. Uh, uh, it's through uh, E3 part E3 Ministries Partners. Is, is it the same same place as last time? Yeah, Costa right. Rica. We're going we're going to San Ramon, Costa Rica, and and Alajuela, Costa Rica. I'll support you if you bring back more of that coffee. Okay. All right. Um, we're not supposed to like. Do I an know, exchange I, for goods I, and services. <laughs> that's why it's pure charity. <laughs> but I will bring back my friend a gift. That's all I meant. <laughs> <laughs> because I love you, Mike, and you're well, my friend. You. I love you too, bro. All right. Let's hug it out. All right. <laughs> so for next time. Next time we are going to do a movie that has been sitting on my literal shelf since the last episode we did back in like December or January <laughs> where <laughs> I actually had the movie before we decided we were doing God's Not Dead, Calvary. Yes, uh, starring Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. And some other people. I know his son, Dom Hall, the blonde guy who is also in Harry Potter with him, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's also in the movie and some other people who were escaped. Anyway, it's about a priest who is threatened with death in a confessional and his reaction to it. Yeah, I and have not seen it yet. I so haven't either. But Hopefully it will be all the things that God's Not Dead wasn't. Yes, good. Yes. With good acting Yes, and a message. Yes, and on that same note, uh, in our TV corner, we're going to look at uh, some select episodes of uh, Blue Bloods, yes. which you can uh, find on, on Netflix. Um, my wife started watching this show just because she's she, a Tom Selleck fan. Yeah, she likes the facial hair. Yeah, yeah that's that's why I sport a, a goatee and a mustache. So That's uh, technically a Van Dyke, what you've got. Really? Yes. really? Yes. Oh, okay. A goatee is just the like under the chin. Oh. I think. Oh, okay. I I I can't I, grow anything. On, so. I'm not up on my. <laughs> you think uh, you know that I? You that just I shave it. To... You just shave it how you like it. You, yeah. You, yeah. Well, one time getting ready for Halloween, I was sporting the General Zod from <laughs> just just the yeah. the bottom part on the chin here. From yeah. that was scaring my kids. The uh, Man of Steel General Zod? Yes, the Man of Steel General Zod. I had one of those, yeah. yeah. Mike's looking at that's, his action figure. That's creepy. Yeah, I, the kids, they were they fleed from me. Yeah. I was like, I, this they, is... They did not kneel. <laughs> no. <laughs> they fled in terror. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes, uh, Blue Bloods. 
So also stars um, Bridget Moynihan and... Uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. My favorite new kid on the block. The good Wahlberg. Yes. And uh, it, it's a great show. It really is. Uh, it a, hits a lot of issues politically, religiously. So we'll look at uh, some of those. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, West Wing. So Oh, okay. So you turn me on to that show, and yeah. I'm going to turn you on to this one. So. All right. Have you watched any more West Wing? Did you get um, through it all? I didn't get through it all. I got okay. through like the first couple seasons. I'm so. still in. Se- I I had been rewatching it. I'm still in season three. Yeah. I I kind of stalled out. I've I'm kind of haphazardly going through West Wing, and Smallville. My yeah. wife's watching Mash now that that's on Netflix, so I'll catch one of those every now and then. And I found yeah. out Hulu has Daria, so I started watching <laughs> Daria. Yeah, Daria is the closest to my high school experience. Oh, really? With the dumb jocks, the acting ditzy but not really cheerleaders, the stuck-up sister, being the smart kid with one friend. Yeah. That was my high school experience. See, I liked Freaks and Geeks at, um, uh, was it uh, Judd Ap- Apatow? Yeah. Yeah, that series was I good. still, I, I still haven't seen that. I hear it's good. Yeah. What we're watching now is, we're actually watching Alphas. I, I never caught that. I saw the first episode, like the first, like two or three, actually, and stopped. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, that it's it was just okay. Yeah, it was. It's kind of like Heroes. We figured out it's actually set in the same universe as uh, Eureka and Warehouse 13, huh. because Lindsay Wagner shows up as the same doctor oh. she played in uh, Eureka and Warehouse 13. So, yeah. <laughs> no, she wasn't on Eureka. Well, she was on Warehouse 13. She was on Warehouse 13. Yeah, and they had a lot of crossover yeah, episodes. Yeah, so. couple. Yeah, it's in that same universe. So you could argue that everyone who lived in Eureka was actually an alpha. You don't care nobody, that much. Nobody in Eureka <laughs> had powers, though. Well, they were very smart. That's not the same thing. It's, I don't know. That, that's right, why I that's, said we could argue about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna. But, but after we're done. Yes, not on the podcast <laughs> So, uh, yeah, look us up on our website, uh, ctgpodcast.com. Like I said, I have the, the link for um, my mission trip there. Robert is on Twitter at ctgpodcast. I am on Twitter at Michael M. Patty. And we're also on Facebook at ctgpodcast where you can see all our, well, see the CTG Podcast Twitter feed and all that stuff. So take a look. And until next time, this is uh, Robert. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say I'm Mike. <laughs> I forgot what my name was. I had to... it, it kind of seemed that way. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on. I was like, who am I? I thought I needed to feed you a line. Yeah, it's like this is <laughs> this is Robert saying keep the faith, and Mike saying peace out. <laughs> <laughs>